listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 341. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the now that we found the tech problem from the last thing we recorded, the slightly depressed John Brownstone. Yeah. I know. I know. I'll, I'll have a, an a, a internal breakdown in a minute when we're going to do this yeah. first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Same. I'll, I'll join you on that breakdown. Yeah. Maybe that- we'll break out the peppermint schnapps. Yeah. So we can we can drink our feelings but also taste good and we'll have good breath when we're done (laughs) minty fresh yeah sorrow Uh, this week we're not talking about that we're actually talking about sensation play uh what it is what it can be and how to do it with both toys and pervertibles Mm -hmm. welcome to the loving bdsm podcast if this is your first time listening glad to have you if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, uh, especially after the uh, membership drive. We got a bunch of new folks and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people stayed on and we are very grateful to every single one of them. Um, we're able to do this weird thing on the internet that we do in large part because of uh-huh. our kinky patrons. Uh, and we're very, 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 very grateful to all of you for Absolutely. that. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content like the video we now have to re-record, <laughs> Discord server with a, with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can just join us at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before um, we get into this week's uh, episode on Sensation Play, uh, we are sponsoring us again. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is it really a sponsorship if you own the business and you don't pay yourself to talk about it? No, but also yes. Um, The Kinkery, thekinkery.com. Why? Because... We offer products that fall right into the conversation of Sensation Play. Actually, our Mm. entire catalog of products, but I was thinking specifically Wax Play uh, and our wooden knives. Um, I am frantically restocking the Wax Play candles we currently have. I ran out of wax and I'm waiting for the wax to arrive. I ran out of containers. The containers arrived very quickly, but with no wax, what are you gonna do? (laughs) Um, And then once that next shipment comes in, I'm adding two colors to our lineup of wax play candles. Mm-hmm. Um, with our wax play at the kinkery, thekinkery.com, links in the places, um, we offer soy, which is, it is body safe. It is the gentlest, and you can put air quotes around that because everybody's sensitivity, as we'll get into mm-hmm. in this conversation on sensation play, is a little bit different, but it is the gentlest heat you can use um, or type of wax you can use for uh, wax play. Um, and it's my my preferred method it Mm -hmm. does not feel painful to me at all we also offer paraffin which is the most common that you'll find from wax play candles it's the hottest safe type of wax that you can pour on the skin i find that to be a very sharp heat uh can take it in small doses but it's not my favorite 
Oh, we have two sizes of candles. We have currently three colors. We're slowly over the course of 2023 going to be adding new colors. Um, wooden knives. We do that. You can do that with knife play or you can do it with wax removal. Um, we are almost out of stock right now, but a restock is coming. <laughs> a restock is coming. <laughs> JB's <laughs> making more knives. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, the kinkery, the kinkery.com links in the places. We also sell paddles and canes, which those produce pain, which is another sensation. So yeah, we sponsored us. I just want to remind mm -hmm. you that we as the kinkery exist. If you don't have any money to spend, uh, I suggest following us on social media. We are on FetLife and I do post there, but I post more consistently on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook um, <laughs> because I think we're hilarious there because I go find memes from the internet, BDSM memes, and post those frequently too. And if you just, if you don't have money to spend, but you want to like support the effort, follows count and yeah. hopefully we entertain you. So <laughs> kinkery.com. Okay. So we're going to talk about sensation play today. We have um, talked about it in a uh, variety of mm -hmm. uh, places and times, usually in Q and A's is when they come up. Um, we are certainly not the first ones to talk about sensation play and we might not even get as comprehensive as we could. It is a big topic. Uh, I believe Rara in the live chat, please correct me. I believe the Pink Kink podcast has already done an episode. Okay. So if you wanna dive deep uh, on the topic, go check out their podcast. Um, and uh, I'm sure others have, but that's the first have uh freaks geeks and kinks talked about it yet i think they might have yeah okay that's another good podcast mm -hmm. to check out so um we're not the first we're not the last we please do not consider us a comprehensive how-to this might be top level um we do have some videos on youtube not former lives but actual videos where we've talked about some types of sensation play i think we did a wax play one mm -hmm. uh, i think we did an electro play one where we we break that down a little bit more specifically. So here we are. And Rara does confirm Pinking yep. Podcast. There is an episode on Sensation Play. So um, you should check that out as well. So let's talk about, let's start with mm -hmm. what is or can be Sensation Play. The generic definition is kink activities or any kind of activities, sexual or otherwise, that involve your senses. We tend to think about skin sensations, mm -hmm. but it can also involve sight, smell, taste, sound sure. as well. Um, and the top one we tend to think about that you and I tend to think about as a masochist and a sadist is pain. Right. And a lot of people get stuck on pain play because they go, well, I can't be kinky because I don't like pain. Well, you don't have to like pain. You can absolutely mm -hmm. avoid pain if that's what you'd like to do. But let's start with pain play because it's the mm -hmm. most, I don't want to say obvious, but it's like the most common. Uh, mm -hmm. Pain is comes in a lot of different. A lot of different forms and, and, and ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, like you mentioned earlier, um, you know, impact play can be a form of, of sensation play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously, whether you use a thuddy paddle or you use a, a, a stingy paddle. Or a paddle versus a cane right. versus a crop versus a whip. Exactly. Versus a flogger. And, you know, even even paddle, you know, there are paddles out there that have studs in them. Yeah, that's not mm. my level of pain. <laughs> mm. You know, uh, so so that brings it to a whole different level because not only do you get the impact, you know, you get, you get the sensation from the, the, the spikes in the paddle. 
Um, there, there are paddles that have cutouts in them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that that delivers a, a whole different sensation than, say, a solid paddle. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Every different type of paddle, what it's made with, right. what its features are, what its weight is, mm-hmm. what you add to it. I mean, another completely shameless plug for ourselves um, <laughs> is also out of stock right now. We have a paddle at the Kinkery, thekinkery.com. Uh, we call the Rough Rider. Correct. It's a lightweight paddle that by itself is very smacky and stingy. That's that kind of sensation it creates. But you add hemp rope to it, mm-hmm. to the paddle part, and now it's Correct. a thuddy paddle and it's scratchy. And when we use it, you scratch scratchy is another sensation it can be painful but not necessarily that is the case with with almost all sensations Mm -hmm. maybe all of them it can be painful but it doesn't have to be it it gives a different sensation because you have a a a ass that's been spanked and it's It's already very sensitive and and tender and then you drag something rough like like hemp across that skin and sometimes I find that that feels good. It's like it's almost like scratching an itch that if you mm-hmm. find relief from scratching an itch, <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little bit like that. And then sometimes, especially, yeah, freshly spanked bootay, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, OK, that's that is painful. And as with all sensations that you can experience in sensation play, um, there's levels to that as well. There it can, it goes from, eh, I don't even register that as pain to get that the fuck away from me. Now we're at hard limit. I'm safe wording <laughs> out. No, thank you. Right. Um, and so that sensation of pain or any part of the sensation, scratchiness even is determined by other factors other than just, oh, it's a scratchy rope, you know, mm-hmm. that that's part of it. But it's like, but what what's my skin doing? Do I have a bruise there? Do I have, <laughs> um, we, was it the Rough Rider and the Wartenberg wheel together? Was that what you were doing or yes. was it? Okay. So for, for, the, for our spicy page, um, you use those in combination. Wartenberg wheel is a pinwheel that was perverted from, from, it's a legit medical device right. to test like, nerves and feelings yeah, sensation it, it, and it, it's used to to test somebody with a medical background nerve, say nerve it, reaction um they have used that on me frequently <laughs> go to the um, doctor with them there you know <laughs> and I'm like, be- because of my back to make sure you know i haven't lost sensation in certain right parts and of i'm my leg trying not to giggle because i know he doesn't like that yeah. used on him <laughs> i actually don't like it used on me that much either because i anticipate it hurting worse than it will yeah Wartenberg wheel is a good. We're okay. We're combining types of sensation and toys because that's the, how the. I thought we were going to do it separate. We probably won't. Mm. Wartenberg wheel is an interesting one because I anticipate pain, but you can be extremely light, and oh, then yeah. it just kind of tickles a little bit. Mm-hmm. And again, how I perceive a sensation, pain or otherwise, is entirely personal and based on me. So. I might feel it one way and somebody else with the exact same amount of pressure and speed and blah, 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 mm-hmm. might feel it differently. So this is highly personalized. Um, I actually have a reaction to the Wartenberg wheel, not by what I'm feeling, but what I think I will feel. <laughs> yeah. That's the mind fuck part. We've done an episode on that too. Um, so pain in pain, it's, it's too broad to just say pain play. Like, what do you mean? Because there's pinch, there's sting, there's thud, there's burn, there's mm-hmm. 
pokey. There's pin. There's there's. I don't even have enough words yeah. to describe all the types of pain you can feel. Right. And the thing is, and I think many of us, if you're a listener of ours, you know this. Hopefully, and if not, you will soon. You can like some of that and reject all of the rest, and yeah. still consider yourself a masochist. You can um, enjoy one specific type under one specific condition, and that's fine. There's no rule or whatever counsel on high that tells you that if you're into pain, that means you now have to accept any and all forms of pain. Mm-hmm. No. no, no, and the and the I think this is true with all sensations, but I am most experienced with pain play, so I know I can talk about that. Pain, how I respond to pain, can depend on the time of day it is how I'm feeling mentally or emotionally, um, how tired, physically tired I am. Um, You know, the pain you provide yesterday, I might hate tomorrow. Correct. And then I might love a week from now. So it absolutely can vary. Hold a thought. Hmm? I think I have a book. Uh Ah! Of course you have a book. Um, it's called Pain Play for Everyone by Luna Carruthers of SubmissiveGuide.com. If you go to SubmissiveGuide.com, you can find links to purchase it. It's a short little read. Um, she talks specifically about pain play um, and gives different words for types of pains, talks about what's going on, like brain chemistry wise mm-hmm. with pain, right. talks about um, dealing with pain, how to maybe prolong accepting the level of pain, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we could do an entire, and maybe we have, and I just can't remember, we could do an entire episode on pain play, but that, let's end on that. If you are interested in in knowing more about pain play, um, Luna Carruthers, submissiveguide.com, the book is called Pain Play for Everyone. I think in our YouTube archives, we even have a review of this. Mm. Um, But but now sensation play is much more than just pain. more than pain. Okay, because it can involve, tickling mm. which for me that's a hard limit that is you know and, let and me it, back up it's not a total hard limit if something you're doing mm-hmm. with a paddle a flogger your fingertips electroplay happens to tickle i can accept that okay but not for long term not for the whole the duration of the act scene. of tickling for the purpose you of tickling. coming at me and tickling i I mean, I'm not even thinking a thinking, feeling human being at that point. I am reacting and I am swinging, punching, and kicking. Yeah, don't do that. To I, me. That's I, a hard I am very grateful to still have my head attached when I first tried to touch her bottom of her feet. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And and that's where you love to use a Wartenberg wheel. Yeah. Again, the outcome of it is to tickle. It is that mm-hmm. it will, it tickles. That's a sensation I feel. And it's part of me going, no, no, because part of our play is until I safety word, resisting without making everything stop. You're a sadist who likes to see me consensually miserable, I think we can we can safely call that. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that yeah. Wartenberg wheel going up the bottom of my foot, as long as that wasn't the entirety of the game, you do it once to have me go, no, no. <laughs> because that's what we're trying to do. Right. Um, but yeah, they're and tickling as a king mm-hmm. is a whole ass yeah. thing. There are people who want to be strapped down and tickled until they mm-hmm. are 
whatever reaction they're going to have. And there are people right. who are happy to top and be the tickler. And, and you know, on that same aspect, one of the big things you think about tickling are feathers. Yes. You know, that, I mean, that soft sensation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be hard and painful. That Sometimes right. that soft senta- sen- sensation. <laughs> what are words? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thank God we didn't try and, like, do this while taking shots. Um, right. And the thing is, is depending on the dynamic you have with the person that you're playing with, let's say soft touches and feathers and and those sensations, depending on who you are and how you express yourself in kink and the dynamic you have with the other person, that can be just like a thing that just feels good on its own. It can be sexual and sensual and erotic Mm -hmm. as well. Um, One of my, and I have used this as an example 10 million times over the years, one of my favorite scenes that we've ever done. It was absolutely a bondage kind of scene because mm-hmm. my job as the sub slash bottom was to physically not move no matter what he did. He didn't tie me down. I was just not allowed to move. Um, so there was power, domination, control, restraint, yeah. bondage. And then all you did was with your fingertips and a little bit with the like the palms of your mm-hmm. hands, but mostly with your fingertips, you just lightly and sensuously and seductively and erotically, and I was turned on, touched almost every inch of my body. Yeah. You did not spend time on my clit. You didn't finger, like there was none of that part of the sexual aspect. It was just from, I remember my neck, maybe you touched my face, but I mostly remember my neck down my entire front and sides because I was on my back. I think you even had me flip over. Yeah. And just started ran on your, your started on your down. back. Started with you laying on your stomach and then I had you okay. roll over on your back. So that is there was nothing painful about it. There was nothing strenuous about it. Mm-hmm. It became an erotic thing because of how I was responding to the moment and to JB and all of that. And because I tend to respond to things like that. Um, and it didn't involve a single toy, not no equipment needed, none. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very quiet moment. It was yeah. a soft moment, both physical, like the actual sensation I was feeling right. and just like the two of us together. Mm-hmm. And that would that absolutely qualifies as sensation yeah. play. It the thing with most forms of play is there can be a lot of overlap. Um, I go back to tickling, depending on how you're viewing it, how you negotiate it, what you're getting from it as the tickler or the ticklee. You're playing with power. You might be playing with bondage. Mm-hmm. You um, it might be tickling feels so good, but you go to the point of pain, so it could become a painful thing or it's kept light and just like aggravating. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and um, almost what's nagging, that kind of feel. Um, and so, yeah, like when you think about the sensations you experience in any form of kink play that you're you're doing, mm-hmm. there's gonna be overlaps with other, potentially other overlaps with other forms of kink play, or you can go in reverse, reverse engineer. Think of a kink scene you've done that you never classified as sensation play, but think about the sensations you felt during that and how you felt about them. If you found the sensations you experienced pleasurable or something you were seeking out and something you would wanna repeat, that can be then, become then a form of sensation play. Mm-hmm. Um, another form of sensation play that doesn't really you don't need anything to to do it unless you want to scratching yes um that that's something i like i'm you know a lot of times i'm always 
running my nails down your back or yeah, you... somewhere during you know our play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the thing with with scratching, you again, that is something as simple as as one's nails, or you can become elaborate. There there are um, attachments. Glove kind like, of things? Well, not really. Glo- well, there are Are you talking bam- about the claws? The claws that okay. go over your fingers and they, they come to a point and you can run, run And those sometimes down. they can be done with like a glove kind of thing. Right, like they a vampire made. glove. Well, I'm, I know vampire gloves, sure, but they're com- the claws on some of are can be built into a glove mm-hmm. kind of mechanism. Yeah. Um, you know, another way to do it on the cheap is um, a fork. Mm-hmm. Anything with tines. Yeah. Skew, I mean, you have to be careful, but like mm-hmm. skewers or even the um, pointy-ish, like air quote that word, of like chopsticks or something mm-hmm. that's got a point on it. Right. That can create that. I, I've seen people, and I've, I've mentioned this before and other times, um, pork pullers. Yeah, we were talking about that in the Q&A that inspired yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, pork pullers do a wonderful job. They're, you know, and, and there are people who sell something similar just for kink. They call them like bear claws. and Yeah, they you know. like have a handle and you just yeah run the tiny parts down the mm-hmm. skin. Mm-hmm. And then the, I don't think this will come as a surprise to most people, but if you've not like purposely tried this, the cool thing with sensation play of whatever, scratching, soft touches, whatever, whatever, it will probably nothing's universal but probably feel different for you on different parts of your body so my back and butt can handle almost anything do as much (laughs) as you want right when that sadistic evil giggle comes out i've probably been flipped over on my back for my chest which is going to be a lot more sensitive or now we're going for the genitals which are a lot mm-hmm. more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, my stomach and the tops of my thighs get so little direct contact that I will be very sensitive there, but it'll start ticklish, both areas especially. But I've noticed that even a soft sensual touch when you like come across my stomach, because that's just not an area normally I'm trying mm-hmm. to be like, leave that part of my body alone. Mm-hmm. I'm hiding it. Um, <laughs> when, you know, that has its own feeling i'm trying not to say sensation again i need a thesaurus for this episode um so that's another thing to keep in mind so something Mm -hmm. that um feels maybe soothing or relaxing or just mild in one part of your body absolutely feels something different most likely in another part of your body which means you can play with the same sensation in a whole bunch of different ways depending on what you want to try to experience together Mm mm-hmm there's one more that's a, a biggie. We've done an entire, I think, epi- not episode. Did we do an episode on this? I know we did a video. Mm, I, have, I don't know. Once you've done this for, what is it now, eight years? Ooh, the topics all run together. Electroplay. Mm. Which a lot of people are, and I think it's good to be cautious and a little like wary of because electricity ain't no joke. Right. <laughs> we all know, like, don't hold an umbrella in a lightning storm. Like, I think we all know <laughs> yeah. that. So if you are hesitant, it's understandable. If you go, my risk assessment and and my uh, ability to accept certain risks stops at the idea of playing with electricity, that's cool. For those who are hesitant but curious, the thing with electroplay is a sensation. One, it creates a, depending on how you play and what you play with Mm -hmm. and all that, a shit ton of sensations. And two, as we, 
as we just did, I said it again, sorry, shameless plug, the spicy page. Uh, we are starting to post videos from this. We did an electroplay scene, a 20 minute electroplay yeah. scene. And I laughed through it because the sensation, the sensations that I felt never hit a point in my brain too painful unless you stayed on one spot for a long mm -hmm. time because you're a sadist. <laughs> and we're so like what you're talking about. that they again it was almost a tickle kind mm -hmm. of sensation almost and it the play part was yes things were buzzing and popping and, and vibrating which is most of the sensation <laughs> i feel when it when electroplay is at a very low level for us mm -hmm. um but you were tormenting me with the way you were touching me because sometimes it felt a little ticklish while it also felt buzzy and vibrating mm -hmm. depending on where you touch that would be a tickle spot and so then the game was resisting the tickle spot and going no no daddy no because that's how we play <laughs> <laughs> um but well i promise not right in the middle of a scene but like around the edges of the scene i'm <clears throat> my brain's going People need to know, they need to be reminded that electroplay, yes, it can be painful, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be. Right. Well, the way the way we started out with the, with the violet wand, which we'll be using, um, I, I used one of the attachments, the comb attachment. Mm -hmm. And I was running that around your body. Mm -hmm. And then I um, switched to a more concentrated one, one with the bulb at the tip, and that kind of got you jumping. Mm -hmm. And then switch to my favorite, which was, is the attachment that actually makes me the contact. That was fun. You now there were a couple times the way you touched it was like static electricity, yeah, and it was like a it was like mm -hmm. a pop of. It didn't register high enough on my pain tolerance level to be like, "Ow, that actually hurts!" Like that's a sensation I'm not sure I like. But it was, pardon the pun, it was shocking every time. <laughs> Couldn't think of another word. Yeah. Um, and that felt like a, a buzz between. Mm -hmm. Now, when you would come down with like your full hand, mm -hmm. that was a more intense sensation and yeah. shock than your fingertips. Your fingertips kept it, using just your fingertips with yeah. the contact thing, kept it mild and and just buzzy and kind of that nagging like that that might tickle or oh if he stayed in one place that's mm. if you want to intensify a sensation to the point of pain usually stay in, in one, one spot right. with with almost any kind of sensation it's true when you're using a paddle as you mm -hmm. did today when you were in the <laughs> one spot over and over again um, it was true when we did the electric hey, consistent you are and a sadistic motherfucker <laughs> Uh, literally a motherfucker. I'm a mother. He fucks me. There we go. Um, and you were doing it even a little bit when we were doing the electroplay scene because you'd get your fingertips in kind of a spot and you'd move them. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like a constant. Argh. Yeah. But it was always and that becomes a nagging sensation like this feels good for the first two seconds. By the next 10 seconds, it's a little bit more intense. By 30 seconds in, I'm again, part of our play, I'm trying to get away from it, but I'm not really trying because I could say red and the whole fucking thing would stop, right? Yeah. And I don't do that. I'm just like praying that you'll get bored and go somewhere else. <laughs> um, but electroplay is, is so fun to me to remind folks that, yeah, 
it can it can hurt, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to. We one of the first times we ever did electroplay, it was your old tens unit mm-hmm. uh, with the pads on my vulva. Yeah, which was oh, that, oh, and then it got paired with a vibrator on the clit, and it was like my entire vulva was just mm-hmm. buzzing from the inside out, and it was yeah. delicious, delicious. Mm-hmm. We have a electro paddle. Yeah, which that one now paddles tend to create sensation, pain sensation. I mean, they don't have to, but they usually do. Um, And the way that it's been a hot minute since we play with it. But the way that works is I get the pain from a smack from the paddle, but then you like flip it and then I get this buzzy sensation. And if you cranked Mm -hmm. it up, that would be a painful buzzy sensation, but you tend to keep it low to medium mm-hmm. because in when we're playing with electricity it's very rarely to try and create a pain sensation right. um and there's so many different ways to play oh my god mm-hmm. um two places we have videos in our youtube archive and i will try to go back and like add these links um with reviews and stuff like that but the two places we have gotten um our electric toys from stockroom we got the neon mm-hmm. wand and the um, they sent them for a review um, and some accessories. And then Electrostim um, is where we have our uh, Axis, which is basically a glorified TENS unit and our Electro Paddle and stuff like that. But yeah, like I, I get being hesitant with electricity because obviously, like we said before, hmm, we know what it can do and thinking it's gonna be painful, but doesn't have to be depending on how your body reacts to that kind of stimulus i i i watched an electro play scene one time that was absolutely marvelous um the bottom was on like a massage table and she held the conductive rod Mm -hmm. in her hand there were six people standing around her Mm -hmm. on the table with her holding the rod, they were using various different things or their hands, mm. and and it was it was so fun to watch. She was writhing. Oh, I can imagine. It, I was, can imagine. it was amazing. Um, you know, you, you, talking about this, one of the things that kind of watching that scene that made me go, oh, um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the uh, head scratchers. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. you know the little they have like the, a wooden handle, and then they have the, the tines the, that kind the of tines that come down, expand over your head. Over your head. Mm-hmm, that was used in that scene. Oh wow! I don't know how I'd feel about that. I'd have to have it on low. <laughs> I couldn't. I could not start at a high level. And most people, quite frankly, if you've never played with electricity, or if you're playing with a new type of toy or a new scene, start yeah. low. Oh Just yeah, start low. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You can always go up right. and figure out. Hey, wait. Do I do I want more of this or not? And then back down before you traumatize yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about feathers and soft touches. Yeah. Um, I couldn't think of any specific examples because I am not usually the creative one in when it comes to kink scenes. I am very much happy to be a kind of passive partner mm-hmm. when it comes to scene ideas. Um, but because sensation play can involve things other than touch and and what we feel on our skin and in our body um taste smell sight and sound sight that's kind of easy blindfolds sure um and that's more of a sensory deprivation thing because you Mm -hmm. take away somebody's sight um sensory deprivation based on what i was reading to get ready for this episode absolutely 
in some people's minds falls under sensation play um, because to deprive somebody of one or multiple senses can heighten other things that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Or for some people, taking away that control over certain senses is the play, is, yeah. is the experience that they're going for. Um, the only one that I can think of that I can handle as a sensory deprivation is um, a blindfold that doesn't bother mm -hmm. me. Um, when I think of things like hoods or um, the wraps that you can do or the vacuum chambers, those make me feel claustrophobic just thinking mm. about them and yeah. I won't come near them enough. I don't have the yeah. comfort level to come near them enough to even attempt to find out what a mild version mm -hmm. of that feels like. Now, you know, the blindfolds obviously for the eyes, mm -hmm. um, you know, not being so ex extreme with the hoods, um, but earplugs mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. take away signs. So, you know, you take away sight and sound, mm -hmm. you know, that is kind of uh, that would be exciting. a mind fucking a half because you, you would not be able to see you know or hear you lose the as the bottom you lose the anticipatory part of it of mm -hmm. knowing they're on this side of me and they're probably going to come at this point like if and, every and you and you never know because where it's going to come from would i be willing to try that with you and as long as we went low and slow, mm -hmm. I think I'd be willing to try that with you. I can't imagine, I mean, okay. I, any form of play, I, you have to have some level of trust, even if it's just, yeah. I trust this person not to be a horrible human being and to do what we agreed to do. But uh, that kind of thing, taking away that much control, for me personally, could only do with this level of trust that yeah. you and I have developed. I mean, I, th I think I could, I think, I'd have to start with a very mild short scene. Yeah. And then I'd I'd have to oh yeah, cuz I know how I get panicked. And then debrief afterwards and go yeah. Right. But yeah. um Rara points out in the uh the live chat that vacuum beds don't have to cover your face and I have seen some demoed before and so I had seen that yeah, your heads can still pop out. Mm -hmm. The um the idea of that much compression of either a material or pressure or whatever on my body, the idea of it makes me panicky. <laughs> mm, okay. And here's the thing, no matter how effusively we might talk about any form of sensation or somebody else talks about a sensation they like, if when you just think about what it might entail, you become panicky, look, you reject the fuck out of that for as long as you need to. If you always for the rest of your life feel panicky thinking about a type of sensation, you get to reject that for your whole life. You're not missing out on things. There's so much to do in kink. Right. It's it's fine if you're like, nope, that, that one, I don't care how much Kayla likes mm -hmm. it, I'm not fucking doing it. That it That is okay. Your experiences that you're having as a kinkster are just as valid for rejecting things that even though like, I know my logical mind would go, Look, there would be a low and slow way to start these things. Look, mm -hmm. you don't actually know how it feels. Yeah. You might be fine. I know that on a on an analytical level, but my monkey brain goes, nope, nope, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's enough for me to go, I'm not yeah. doing it. I'm, I mm -hmm. can change my mind at any point and go, yeah, maybe I'm in a place where I would be willing to try that. That's, that's f future me's issue to deal with. So just like keep that in mind. If any of these sensations we're describing sound like a ring of hell to you, it's fine. Skip it. There's always <laughs> something else to try. There's always something else to try. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think just for, for future 
whatever. Something to think about. A okay. block to take blindfold and and earplugs mm-hmm. so that I don't have access to sight and sound as easily. Yeah. I would try that with you on a low and slow kind of okay. deal. All right. I All can't. Right. I'm I somebody more creative than me and you are a sadist so you probably can. <laughs> can, can you think of examples where taste would be part taste? of it as a sensation play? I know when I was in my first DS relationship, one of the proposed consequences if I broke a rule would, because I don't like spicy things, would mm-hmm. be to eat a hot pepper. Yeah. I probably would have noped the fuck out of that, but I just didn't do anything mm-hmm. that brought that up. But I, like I said, I'm not the creative one. I don't yeah. come up with ideas. I, don't know. I mean, that's, that's not really something I've thought about. Mm-mm. I'm sure somebody I mean, out there has done something. Yeah. I Feel mean, you know, you, you talk about the sensation, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, a ghost pepper or jalapeno, you know, that would uh, that would do a number. Um, another thing, I haven't, gosh, I haven't thought about this in a long while, and I hope I remember the frigging? Figging. Figging. With ginger. Ginger. Up ginger the booty root. hole. Yep. Nope. Yep. Here's how I know. And I don't have to imagine this isn't. Nope. <laughs> First of all, I don't know if this is a universal, but I know that would, for many of us, that's painful. <laughs> Second of all, we once, tra- I've talked about this a few times, so if, if you're an OG, you've heard this story a million times. Yeah. We once tested a sensation lube, a warming sensation lube. It was all natural. Mm-hmm. The warming uh, component was ginger. <laughs> and I did sound like I like poured it on my clit or something like it was just a little bit like a little bit on the exterior of the vulva, but down down where the mucous membranes are. And it was like a drop like it was. I mean, I, I know better. You don't just glug I, glug. Like I you, vividly remember that. I know because that touched you, you had my vulva. Such, you had such a visceral reaction to that. That was oh. not a sensation I no. was willing to endure. And I. It you, was also an edible lube, thank God, yeah. because I screamed at JB. Get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> Use your tongue. I don't Anything, care. get it off, get it off. <laughs> Ginger is not a sensation I'm willing to experience. Yeah, no, no. No. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm still traumatized by that. Right. Uh, I do a lot of things, but sensation lubes ain't one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's a reminder that if you're going to use a product that puts sensation in its title, in its name, yeah. test a small area on a not-so-sensitive part of your body first. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mr. Spock says that sounds like pain play more than sensation play. It's It, it, it was mm-hmm. pain as a sensation. <laughs> yeah. It was the bad kind of pain. Um, so, yeah, God, I'm... Uh, there are so many... Mm-hmm. Types of sensations. Right. Um, I even added to our list because it's not considered by itself sensation play. Bondage or restraints mm-hmm. can absolutely gonna, have their own form of sensation. I, and I was, was going to mention that, uh, you know, specifically rope play. Yes. That's um, what I was thinking too. You know, you take something like a, a jute rope. You know, it. I mean, like the hemp I use on the pallet. You know, you tie that. That leaves a scratchy mm-hmm. sensation. 
Um, when you pull the it? rope across my body, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily scratchy, especially when you're using a soft rope, but that soft rope pull well, the, around the, my the body. The softer rope does. Or the it, squeeze. Mm-hmm. That's a sensation. Yep. And, it's um, delightful, I think. What What is the uh, coconut? Coconut what? Coconut rope? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Um. You know, I that from my understanding, I've never used it, but my understanding that is a whole different mm. sensation in and of itself. Gotcha, gotcha. One thing we didn't talk about, and I think because it kind of also can fall under wax play, mm-hmm. temperature play. Mm-hmm. It's cold mm-hmm. to play with hot. Um, yeah. Wax play is a good example of hot forms of temperature play, the heat from the wax. But again. Like I said at the top, I prefer soy and it's a very gentle warmth. Whereas mm-hmm. to me and how my body responds to it, paraffin is hot. Um, but then there's cold. I think somebody in the live chat was talking about like ice cubes or, or getting their mouth cold well, and then yeah. touching another now, we, part of we, the body. We have played with um, um, hot and cold play before, mm-hmm. you know, using ice cubes. Um, Put you, my glass dildo. Glass dildo, ice that You don't up. freeze it, but you yeah. get it like cold run it right. under cold water put it, in, put it in a glass of ice water for a little right bit. yeah but don't uh, be careful about freezing it you don't yeah. want anything frozen to stick to that part of your mouth mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. um yeah um, you know early on in the chat there somebody was talking about uh temperature play mm-hmm. and and this even intrigued me i mean have you we have used ice cubes i've used ice cubes on you before mm-hmm. um you know ice cubes melt Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about whiskey stones. They're they're reusable. They okay. Um, they're used in a lot of places when they serve you whiskey, but you want it on ice. They they use they're like reusable ice cubes, so oh. to speak. They and they don't melt and gotcha. water down the whiskey. Gotcha. So you know, Lord, I need my whiskey watered down. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that kind of girl. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think maybe a uh, trip to our local liquor store is in order. I mean, yes, <laughs> just in general. Um, I, from not when I was a legal adult, uh, it was not meant to be a kink thing. It was a mm-hmm. uh, dude was way too old for me. Parent me would be pissed if it was me, like a my kid one at year. this point. Yeah. Right, right. But I was 16. I'm in a house with not an adult present, except technically the legal adult who was flirting with me. And he, <laughs> we were, it was weird. I can't really remember the situation or how we got to this point. But uh, he he had been drinking alcohol and the guy I was technically dating at the time had been <laughs> drinking. I had not because I could get away with a lot, but my dad would have smelled the liquor when I pulled into the driveway. So I wasn't drinking, I was sober, but they were kind of drinking. And he had like the glass of whatever and he had ice cubes in it. And so he took an ice cube out, he licked it to get it wet and then ran it down my neck. Now he is not the one I'm dating. He is a legal adult. And let me remind you at that moment, I was not. Uh, And it was still one of the most central experiences I have. I was totally in love with that guy Mm. before then, but definitely after then. Uh, Even more so once my dad banned me from ever laying eyes on him again. I still remember this guy's name, (laughs) y'all. Wow. Yeah, but the ice cube thing down my neck, I was very flush and warm at the time Mm -hmm. because this 
man was paying attention to me. Um, and then he did that. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was still that was still hot. Somebody mentioned something in in the chat that um, I had completely forgotten about. Mm. Um, Electra rope. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I can. If it's buzzy, mm-hmm. I would absolutely try it. Yeah, absolutely. If I get that low buzz that I like from Electra, mm-hmm. yes, but if it, uh, Rara also said that coconut rope you were talking about. Yeah, she said she uh, she's used that, and yeah, she said I would hate it. <laughs> okay, good enough, good enough. Darn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, uh, Electra play rope that that would be quite the sensation you get. You know, you get that tight feel of the rope being mm-hmm. bound in the rope, mm-hmm. plus the the skin sensation of the rope, and then add in. There, you know, there is so much you can do that that you can. Kinksters are a creative lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I know there are other things there mm-hmm. because anything that you can touch, taste, see, hear, smell, or not mm-hmm. can become a form of sensation play. I think if you want to get really technical and go, when is it sensation play and when is it something else? First of all, I don't think you have to define things that way, but if you want to, if you want to go this, we're doing sensation play. I think the sensation you experience is the main attraction. It's like the focus. Mm. There's all kinds of other things going on. There's control and power. There's, you know, maybe some other elements, like bondage or this or that. Yeah. But the if the thing you're going for is what you're going to feel or the experience of those sensations, if you want to label something, label that sensation play. But I don't mm-hmm. think it has to be. I think truly what I'm, I'm throwing out, not scientific numbers here, 75, 80, 85% of kink play has some level of sensation to it. We are feeling something, um, feeling helpless. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think it comes under the classical definition of sensation play. I think it's okay to reject that. But we're we're feeling something within our body, and if that sensation is something that you are seeking out, or like me, maybe avoiding, but the play of avoiding it is part of the fun. The no, no, daddy, no, kind of like vibe. You know, I think it. it certainly comes under the umbrella. And like we said before, I think a lot of these things overlap mm-hmm. and that's okay too. I also think, I know people like with pain play, there are some people who hate pain, but they True. will take it as a bottom or a submissive as part of the dynamic they're in, either to find out their own endurance level or to do it for their partner. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like be the boring like mom type here. <laughs> I, I think that's a valid way to play. And I think that if you are willing to push yourself in that way to do things you don't technically enjoy, but the enjoyment and pleasure you're getting is the doing it for the, your partner, the endurance, the whatever, I think that's fine. All I would ask you to do is do a self check of, are you getting enough of what you do enjoy? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is all of your play centered on either enduring yeah. or doing something your partner wants that maybe like, I just, mm-hmm. I just want you to do a self check. It's okay to play that way from my, my perspective, like yeah. go for it. I, in some ways, kind of do. Like that Wartenberg wheel, not my favorite. 
the tickly feeling it gives because you you did accidentally in that spicy scene we were referencing earlier you did accidentally break skin between the rough rider and the mm-hmm. well that's when we stopped by the way we don't we don't play with blood um so you know so yeah i play that way but i get so much else that i genuinely am like excited to go do <laughs> and to experience that those moments are really easy for me so i'm just yeah. i just just do a check-in with yourself is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have talked about with um, within these different types, we've talked about toys and pervertibles, but maybe let's do a quick like rundown of some things that absolutely have a place in sensation play. Hmm. So impact play toys mm-hmm. found at the kinkery.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, um, you know, that's paddles which is what we sell, canes, mm-hmm. which is what we sell. But then there's floggers, crops, whips. I always forget, is it dragon tail or dragon tongue? <laughs> it's a, I think there. I think there's actually both. Are there different two? Than, okay. One's different than the other, yes. Your hands, you don't have to buy a damn thing, y'all. Your hands, your hands, your hands. Wonderful impact play tool if mm-hmm. you have the ability to do that with your hands because some people yeah. can't for different... Um, medical reasons or whatever. So hands don't have to spend a dime. Uh, the old classics, wooden spoons, spatulas, mm-hmm. like go go searching through your kitchen. What have you got that's got a semi-flat surface on one end? Hit somebody with it, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Consensually. Ooh, the spaghetti wand. No, the... please don't go into the kitchen. I know. No. We have two of them. We can sacrifice one, yeah. And if you want one pervertible to do double duty and you're a sadist like this, you can do, it could be a spatula or a spoon or a th- anything. Mm-hmm. One side has the flat surface. That's a paddle. Flip that bad boy over that long, narrow handle. Now you got you a cane. And that's a different sensation. Mm-hmm. Whoo, and a different level of pain, depending on how hard you hit. And that's the thing. When we talk about impact play, the pain level is not just the implement. That's how hard you fucking swing. You can hit lightly and it feels like a tap or there are some smacks that are very soothing to me. They they do not register in my brain as painful. They're just like, oh yeah, tap my booty. I like that. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, um, yeah. So for pinches, if we're still on pain, mm-hmm. clamps, clit, nipple. Fingers. Uh, uh, yeah, you can use your fingers. Mm-hmm. You can purchase actual clamps. Do they, I don't know enough about this. Are there clamps designed specifically for penises and balls? Or has somebody perverted those to use those? I don't know. I'm going to check the live chat because some kingster knows. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Um, oh, it was just there. Clothespins. Yep. Yep. I don't like those on me. <laughs> nope. That's t- too pinchy. I'm very specific in like nipple clamp. I don't click clamp. We're not doing, we're not going there. I tried it once. I'm gonna get that the fuck off of me. My clit is way, I mean, clits tend to be sensitive, but mine is like, mine's a sensitive girl. Okay. She only accepts one form of sensation too. Daddy's finger and or tongue and vibrators. That's all she will handle. Okay, thanks. Um, but um, chip clips, Rara pointed out. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh God. Um, I want to point out, even though they are used primarily to induce orgasm, vibrators, that's sen- you can use that for sensation play. It does not have to get somebody off. Mm-hmm. Uh, applied, I have found, applied 
above my clit or below my clit. That's a very pleasant sensation. Uh, vibrators can absolutely be used by a dom or top who's like, let's control this. Orgasm control as a kink, which is one of our kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the orgasm, but you are absolutely feeling sensations. And if you enjoy the specific sensations, I think you're kind of in the realm of sensation play at that yeah. point. When you tease me with a vibrator, the teasing is the point, the edging, the not letting me get too close. Yeah, yeah, that's the orgasm control part. But the vibrator, if it's a vibration I like, deep, thuddy, throbby, I got a type. I'm the same way with paddles too. Um, Rumbly. I'll just ride the fucking thing. Like that just mm-hmm. feels good. It's very massage-like to me. Uh, it's why wand massagers are some of my favorite styles of vibrator. Um, as we talked about wax play candles, mm-hmm. this is not something I want you to pervert. Okay, oh. unless you are 100% sure of the ingredients in your candle. Okay, do not pick up your Yankee candle and light no. the thing and start pouring. No, 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 no. There no, are no. certain waxes that will absolutely cause burns on your skin or your partner's skin. Don't. Look, 100% soy, a 100% paraffin, or a blend of the two. Mr. Spock asked in the live chat when we were plugging the kinkery, thekinkery.com. Um, are we working on a blend? I want to work on a blend, one, I'm gonna need a lot more storage space for candles. Uh, two, I'm gonna need a lot more materials. <laughs> uh, and I'm also gonna have to get ahead of being able to keep stuff in stock. Every time I'm like, ooh, now I can start on the next part of the candle empire I, we're building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get sold out of what I got and I gotta restock. So we're working on it, it's be a process. But only if you are 100% sure of all of the ingredients mm-hmm, in that candle. Do, please, mm-hmm. please don't just pick one up that you were like, I bought this at a the, the flea market because it was cute and the ambiance and the aesthetic and I'll just put, no, no. You can do um, sensual oils that are like, will, are melty, mm-hmm. that the wax will turn into like a, a massage oil kind of thing. Correct. Um, feathers, feather dusters, ticklers are what tend mm-hmm. to get sold at like sex toy shops and kink shops and stuff. Right. Um, for the feather thing, but you can, that's another one. If if it's something you're physically capable of doing, you can use your fingertips if they're soft enough. And if you're like, mm. my, my hands are kind of rough, lotion will be your friend. Hand lotion specifically, it tends to be thicker, but any lotion is fine. Lotion for a while, get those hands just a little bit soft. Hey, I like it when JB's calluses and rough hands touch my sensitive skin. That's that's a sensation too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Electrostem. Please yeah. do not uh, stick your finger in a light socket just Mm-mm. to get some electric. Pl- don't, nope, don't do it. But if you have the medical equipment because of some injury or whatever you were recuperating from and you have a TENS unit that like your doctor prescribed to you and you went and got to a medical store, that shit fucking works. Those sticky pads, whoo, that feels good to me <laughs> on certain levels. Um, but beyond that, you mostly have to buy the equipment for electric play. Yeah. Unless you, like I said, you have access mm-hmm. to a TENS unit. Blindfolds can be anything. Piece of cloth that mm-hmm. you can secure around the head. You don't have to buy it. Scarves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ties. I, I'm picky with my blindfolds because I not only want them to feel good on my face, I don't like it if they're too scratchy or too stiff. I like a really soft one. I also personally prefer because I can cheat, okay? Certain blindfolds don't necessarily mold well to mm-hmm. your face. And if I can lower, keep my eyelids low down because of the blindfold and see light down the bottom, nope, 
it's I'll use it, but it's not my favorite because I can still see stuff and that feels like cheating and I would prefer not to. So I like one that we, the one we use the most right now came with rope you bought, my Nawashi, I believe mm-hmm. they're still on Etsy. Yeah. I think they're on our recommended page, Stuff We Love. Yes. Um, we've linked to them there. But um, that's a piece of cloth that is cut narrow and when you tie it around me, it, it fits perfectly against my face because it's just cloth. And I can't mm-hmm. see anything. Um, rope. Rope. Mm-hmm. What is the official recommendation, if there is one, about when you're buying rope for bondage and you're not going to... I mean, I recommend going to a kink shop that sells rope and rope sold by people who know what they're doing. But if you're going to pervert it, what are the rules about like going to your Home Depot or your Lowe's and just um, buying rope off the you, rack? You, you want to be very careful with, with some of that rope. Um, that's just like, you know, or people say they, they, um, you don't want to use paracord. Yeah, no, that's all squeezy and can, mm-hmm. can tighten you know, to, mm. um, you know, most of the stuff you get at Home Depot, you want to avoid. Okay. So you, your recommendation would be go find a, a kink rope place. Yes. What is the place you just purchased some rope from? Dyadic rope. Dye, D-Y-E, mm-hmm. addict rope yeah were they their own website or an etsy shop um they have their own website okay i should be getting that this should be here tomorrow yeah and um silent wings comment in the live chat reminds me of something that's like the hallmark of pervertibles Mm -hmm. silent wings saying i have a sleep mask off of amazon that has a nose wire for extra light blocking what have you got already in your possession in your home that you purchase for other things that can be repurposed, even mm-hmm. if it's just for a one-off scene. Yeah. You probably have more than you realize. Um, we talked about this when we were, when we answered the, so if you're like, you keep referencing this question you asked, you answered about sensation play. <laughs> uh, on YouTube, right before this live stream video, whatever, we did our virtual munch Friday night thing. We do yeah. a Q&A during that. It's in that one if you want to go back and, and mm-hmm. look at that. But you were talking about how friends of ours in our former kink community on on party nights when the dungeon was open would go to places like the Dollar Tree or yeah. Dollar General, the places where things are a dollar, mm-hmm. well, not anymore, a dollar twenty-five in some up to five dollars, depending on where you're going, and just yeah. buy like kid things in the kids aisle things in the home aisle things in the decor aisle that they thought that they could use in their scene just to be creative mm-hmm. and some of that's going to be pain some of that's going to be bonded some of that's going but it was like all kinds of different sensations that they thought they might right. be able to create with these things that they most often went to the dollar tree and that was when things were actually a dollar at the dollar mm-hmm. tree <laughs> they spend like i think they would sometimes even have challenges okay the budget's five dollars what yeah. can you get for five dollars yeah. um so if you don't have a lot of things around your house, but you don't have a big budget to go shop at all these shops, you know, we talk about, see, see what, what could be perverted in a local store for, mm-hmm. not, yeah. for not a lot. And, and I just want to backtrack because sure. Rara made a very good point that, that needs to be mentioned. Um, you don't want to use just any rope for suspension. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you want to make sure it has a, a, a weight rating and thank you for bringing that up marara um and the other thing is in most cases you want to avoid nylon rope 
for suspension. Gotcha. Does it have um, a stretch to it? Is that what it is? Well, it, it sometimes it has a little stretch, but the main problem with that is because nylon rope is so smooth, mm -hmm. okay, the knots can slip oh, and, and tighten, tighten too, much. too much. You use a, a hemp rope or a jute rope, more natural fiber, once you set those knots, the, they generally lock in place and gotcha. do not slip. Gotcha. Is it the the friction? Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that, that's something you want to be aware of in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, any last thoughts about sensation play from you? It's fun. Can be. I think it's one of those things that... Um, sensation play for those who are in power exchange where there's a clearly defined dom and a clearly defined mm -hmm. submissive it's important for y'all to remember that both sides of the slash can enjoy potentially being on the receiving end of a sensation so mm -hmm. in that case think of it more as a top bottom situation one of you is providing the sensation one of you can be receiving it um and it doesn't have to involve your power dynamics and so doms out there who find yourself on the giving end of all of the experience. You're the, the, the one doing the hitting, doing the tying up, doing the pouring of the wax, doing the whatever. Don't be afraid to experiment with sensations that you think you might enjoy. Um, and you know, if your submissive partner's down for it, see if they'll, they'll provide that. If not, is it possible to try with a kink friend? Like whatever, like what are, what your, your options are i know this isn't kinky at all this is just a jb preference you love when i run my hands over you like, yes physical touch is one of your love languages mm -hmm. but like podcast listeners you can't see this but video folks can you just cut your hair really short right and so it's like that rough close whatever and i love you love touching it when you touching it but you do kind of do the Lola bliss out of like your eyes closed, your head leans back. If you mm -hmm. had a tail, it'd probably be wagging. Uh, <laughs> when I do it, like you enjoy, there's lots of components to which you enjoy. The right. physical closeness, the intimacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you enjoy that sensation of me yes. touching you in certain ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, I, th I think tops and bottoms do this better sometimes than some doms and subs. Because tops and bottoms, it's not a relationship role necessarily. It can be, absolutely. But in, in dom-sub power dynamics, it's mm -hmm. very easy to, as a submissive, I'm speaking on my own, from my own yeah. perspective, it's easy to kind of get comfortable in the, you do the things to me, and I don't mm -hmm. necessarily do a thing to you. Right, but you know. And so I think sometimes I've, you gotta get out I've, of that. I am, I am in no way a masochist. Oh, no, no, you are. <laughs> who give you a little bit of pain you didn't ask for right and then you are a cranky individual mm -hmm. but you know yeah you're correct my love language is touch so there are certain things i enjoy like you say when you when you touch my my head just after i've, I've cut cut it um now during certain moments i do like it when you scratch me oh yeah when we're we get a little primally in yeah. our play yeah i can scratch i can bite mm -hmm. biting yeah. mm -hmm. you know i i like giving as good as i get mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i like you know it's funny i like doing it for you because i know you enjoy it but also when we're we're in that right mindset and i like run my nails down or up your back mm -hmm. i like how you respond to that there's an like the intensity level just amps up and I'm like, okay, I'll keep doing that shit. Oh, oh okay, we going harder now? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, 
I, I think that not all, not even many, but enough doms and subs and they're that are strictly within a specific role. Like I think switches do this better than mm. the the dom sub like you and I are will do this is I think sometimes it's easy for doms to forget that they can actually be on the receiving end of some things that that intrigue mm-hmm. you. Like if you're not interested, you're not interested. Yeah. But if you're like, I wonder what that feels like. Well, then pour the hot wax on you. OK, it's it's OK. Try it. <laughs> and, you know, and submissives can sometimes forget that, wait, we have the ability if we're interested and it's not a hard limit to provide that. And if because we've had this conversation before, so and I'm like this myself sometimes, some some submissives can go, oh, well, I feel like I'm somehow in control if I'm the one doing the thing. Mm-hmm. You're not. You are you're either the temporarily the top in the situation or you can look at it as an act of service if service right. is part of your submission that you are providing this for your dominant partner who will enjoy it. Um, we have known plenty of doms who want to bottom in impact play for whether it's the pain they like or it's just it's yeah. just being hit with like whatever the whatever it is for them. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that there are doms who would absolutely bottom in a wax play scene or a temperature yeah. play or whatever, whatever. Um, so just like if you're in a power exchange where the roles are very strict and you're it never changes for you like we are like dom sub the, there's no switching back and forth there um just keep that in mind especially since with sensation there's so many different types of sensation and sometimes they could be soft and sensual mm-hmm. and and they're all intimate regardless right. of what kind they are but like you can build this intimacy with your partner in a new way by helping them i'm speaking to submissives now helping your dominant feel something that they might not normally get to feel because you're the one who's directing the scene and topping and being the giver of it. And so right. I just want to, I just mm-hmm. want to put that out there. You know, yeah. my little, my little DS uh, PSA for the week. as all mm-hmm. I'm saying. So anything else? I think it's, it's a very broad topic. That's huge. Um, you know, sensation play. Cover so many things, mm-hmm. you know, so many different things from from soft and sensual, like you said, to, to painful. Uh, you know, it, it's a broad thing, and all of it's fun. Can be once you, you know. find what you like, right? And if you don't like it and it doesn't feel fun, don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm. Um, yeah, at, we could do hour long episodes on each one of these, mm-hmm. and maybe we will. I don't yeah. know. Um, just as a reminder, we talked about this at the top. Because please don't ever consider us like the the end all be all of a resource mm-hmm. on any single topic, but certainly on something as broad as sensation play. Um, Pink Kink Podcast has an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Pink Kink Podcast. I think yeah, I think it's pinkkinkpodcast.com. Ra Ra, correct me in the live chat. Um, and then on all major podcast apps. And then Freaks, Geeks and Kinks mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we think they've done an episode on right. sensation play. And then if you're listening to any other kink podcast, go look at their archives, mm-hmm. see if they've got one. But y- like all kink play, but I would say, I don't want to say especially sensation play, but certainly with sensation play, the more perspectives you can get 
from people who have experienced some level of sensation play, the more examples you get, the more ideas you get, because the things we can think of are limited by our experience and our imagination and no one person can think of everything. Um, so yeah, go seek out those other people talking about it in some way. Maybe Evie's even done a video mm-hmm. on YouTube. I'm not, a, I'm not sure, like don't quote me on that, but maybe back in her archive, there's something there. Um, seek those out because even though we may say a lot of similar things about what it is and you know, the options for it, we're gonna give different examples. You're right. gonna come across something and you're like, oh. Pers- different perspectives on things. Right. You know. And then as another resource for specific for pain play, uh, the book is Pain Play for Everyone by Luna Carruthers of Submissive Guide, submissiveguide.com. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. back in the day, I wrote for Submissive Guide. So I have a semi connection. Mm-hmm. And we did receive the book uh, f- years ago free yeah. in exchange for a review. So. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, and then mm-hmm. and then one more plug for us who sponsored us this week, the Kinkery, the <laughs> Whether it's paddles and canes and that pain sensation you want, or wax play and mm-hmm. wooden knives, we got it, we got it. Uh, go. The the knives were very low on as of time of recording. Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working. I, I know. On I've it. I've kind of been nagging the fuck out of them. <laughs> uh, and if you buy out my candles, I won't be mad at you. But then you have to like be patient with me to restock because <laughs> I am I am the candle queen in this empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are the everything else king. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. we'll do a bonus oh. section, right? Okay. Okay. All right. So are we good? I don't know. I don't know. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky y'all. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yes, girl. Even though we were almost off in our outro, we were not in tune. Mm -mm. Can I talk to the crickets? You can. And I need to excuse myself for a moment. Okay, so I have to talk to them by myself. I don't mind. I don't think that would be a problem for you. I know. I can usually usually keep it going. If I get into a stream of consciousness kind of uh, speaking, we can go for hours. It'll be scary if we do that, but we can do it. So bonus section stuff. This is usually when I'm telling you or we're telling you things that we're working on or have happened that are not about whatever, whatever, what's going on, what's going on. Uh, I got nothing. We went to a band concert last night for the 13 year old. Uh, I know my bias is showing here, but also I think this is true. Um, can't think of the word um objectively true his band was the best band they weren't perfect because they're middle schoolers are like 12 13 14 year olds like they're not perfect they're new at their instrument but their their band was like objectively better than the others and also the best because my baby was on stage uh and then we go to another band concert on thursday night for the 17 year old this week that we're in will be the week that the 17 year old finds out if he got into the University of Florida School of Music and just in general, the University of Florida. So that is uh, happening. He woke up later than usual this morning. It's been a while since I've had to go wake him up. He's been like on top of it past several months. Um, and I woke him up this morning. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, I didn't sleep well last night. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Cause he's been getting headaches that aren't quite migraines, but I'm worried about him. I'm thinking we might need to go see a doctor, blah, blah, blah. 
because uh, I get migraines too, so I want him to have medication that actually helps. That's not the point of the story. Anyway, he had had a headache last night, so when he told me he didn't sleep well, I was like, oh no, how was your head? He's like, no, no, no. He was like, at some point in the middle of the night, I realized that based on timing and location, today that we're recording, the Wednesday we're recording, was potentially the day he could find out if he got into the School of Music at the University of Florida. He was like, he's like, mom, I'm not worried about what if I don't get in because I know that's a good possibility. It's competitive. He was like, I couldn't stop thinking about what if I do get in? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're, you're my baby. You're my child. That's genetic, baby. Uh, so until we know for certain, I think there's gonna be sleepless nights. Um, so yeah. So that's been going on. Uh, we did yard work over uh, the weekend. I had to go be an outdoor cat. So both because we got COVID at the end of January and just because of how things have gone over the past couple of months, we have a ton of household stuff, both in the house and out of the house that we just haven't done. Like we've purchased the supplies for some of these things, uh, like our new compost pile in our backyard that's right now made up of leaves that fell off our oak tree four months ago that are now, it's now in the, the new compost pile. Mm-hmm. Um, like the shower door that we bought, everything to put up a new shower door. Have Before not, Thanksgiving. Right. Have not yeah. So we, find, you got us organized and made a list of everything. Correct. And now this past weekend, part of it was your back, part of it was just mm-hmm. a lot of the holidays. There was a lot of stuff. Right. A lot of reasons why we were delayed. Um, so now we're slowly going through that list. And this past weekend, we did yard work where we got massive piles of leaves that have been neatly piled up. You've kept those piles very neat in our front yard. Oh, yeah. We're finally well, moved I've, I've, to the back. I've kept, I've kept adding to the pile. That's yeah. why. It's, we have this massive oak tree that's um, it's huge mm-hmm. and it's right by our driveway and it the leaves, it drops leaves in what you say, November? Starts around November and goes pretty much to the end of January, February. And it's a massive tree, so yeah. it's a ton of leaves. It, it's a laurel oak, and it's a, a well-aged laurel oak. It's huge. So, But we love the tree. Yeah, we're, we are spending the money every couple of years to keep it pruned and keep it healthy and keep it not a danger to our house right. because we don't want to have to cut the damn thing down. Where the tree, where this tree is placed is in our front yard. Our front yard faces west. So what that tree does for us is in the heat of summer, it blocks that late afternoon sun mm-hmm. from hitting the front of our house, which is great because that's our living, our living room area. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's planted far enough back and we keep it trimmed properly enough that it does not cover the roof. It Mm -hmm. is starting to now, which is why we need to get it trimmed this spring slash summer, probably spring, um, because we we don't want that to happen um, for a lot of reasons. Um, So yeah, we spent several hours, we mowed the lawn, we moved the leaves, we raked things up, we weeded. Weeded the beds, yeah. We, like just lots of stuff and so, (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell this little story and then I'll tell you what I haven't told them. And I'll let you talk about it because you're very excited. Um, so I just got my hair recolored. Podcast listeners, you can't see it, but it's now turquoise. Uh, on Thursday last week before we recorded this ep- this episode. So sa- Sunday was when we were outside. That was also hair wash day. So I was like, good, let's 
let's do the yard work, then it'll be all sweaty and grimy and I'll wash it and I'll feel better. But um, the UV light from the sun fades vivid hair colors. I don't, and I know that. And I was like, this is a brand new color. This is fresh. Mm-hmm. We're not fading it on day three. What is happening? Uh- but I don't own hats because I think I look stupid in hats. And so I asked JB, can I borrow one of your hats that you wear when you're working outside? Cause he was wearing a skull cap. Uh, and I was like, cause I want to cover this hair to keep it from, from lightning too soon. You're like, yeah, sure. I don't know about hats and I don't wear hats and I didn't do anything with my hair other than just like let the hat flatten it. I could have put a, like a hairband in and pulled things back. I did not, didn't even think about it wear the hat for the three or four hours. It wasn't mm-hmm. hot, hot. This is Florida in technically late winter, but we're almost in our yeah. early spring. We, we, um, it we, was mild. Yeah, I mean, we hit 80 degrees, but there's no humidity yet. Right. So I wasn't like sweating buckets, but wearing a hat, it got warm under there. So we finish. I take the hat off and I had warned him. I knew this turquoise color was going to stain the inside of this hat. I was like, you should wash that with when you wash your clothes neck. like, you should watch that. And I knew that was going to happen. And so that was no big deal. But I take the hat off. I look at JB and I go, is my hair look okay? Like I was making sure like the, the like there were no blonde spots, like the color hadn't leached out completely. Whatever. He goes, and it does this like weird, like, Whoop. and he goes, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it was, the hair the, was fine. The hair That's what she asked about. Uh, yep. And I didn't <laughs> think to follow up to go find a mirror. And I, knowing I was doing an everything shower, like top down, we, this was a 30 minute endeavor in the bathroom. I was like, you go take a shower first. I'll, you know, it'll be fine. So I'm walking around the house. I'm vaguely looking at my children. I'm just like existing. I'm so glad nobody came to the door. Finally, like an hour after we're done, I finally make it to the, the bathroom to finally take a shower and get the grub. And I look in the mirror and because I didn't do anything with my hair other than put a hat on top of it, across my forehead where the band of the hat and my hair had been is a turquoise stripe running uh, horizontally across my entire forehead on my skin. Now my hair, my skin had a stripe of turquoise that everybody just let me walk around with for an hour. And then I had to carefully, so as not to get my hair, but to get my skin, I had to scrub at my skin, which the dye mostly comes off pretty easily, especially if you add hot water. But I was like, and then it kind of wasn't coming off. But my hair was was fine. My hair is still vibrant because it's Mm -hmm. still fresh, but I'm just saying. Okay, so the thing I haven't even talked about, I talked mm-hmm. about the kids band concerts and finding out about the kid getting into UF. Okay, I did all that okay, and okay. talked about you making me be an outdoor cat and that fucking sucks. I did not tell them about the show that you and the neighbors have had this week as the special, special internet that we are moving to mm-hmm. starts to become a reality. Yeah. So if you would like to talk about that. They, 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 they have started working on that. And, and basically what they're doing is they're coming in from one end of our street up to our house. So um, they started working down at the end of the street, and they've had to come through each and every house up to ours. And they're digging, they're digging to run the stuff. Right. Like they're digging holes in people's yards. And um, it, it was kind of funny when they started working yesterday morning – about halfway down 
the neighbors were all standing out in their driveway. Everybody's like, and and they're all coming out and they're all bunching together and they're they're talking and they're looking and they're talking and looking, (laughs) talking and looking, and and it was kind of comical. It was hilarious. So this morning, uh, they wrapped up what they were doing, and I I talked with the crew chief. So basically what they have done from the end of our street up to the house, they have run conduit, um, which is basically just an empty pipe, no cable or anything it in it. a giant spool, y'all. Yeah. Like a massive mm-hmm. spool. It's cool. And uh, they, they did not... Um, they, they did a fabulous job. Uh, you, cannot eat, you can't tell where they no they cleaned up behind themselves very well which yeah that was the thing i was concerned about because i didn't i don't know how any of this stuff works i've never watched a crew dig holes in everybody's yard and i was like if this tears up our neighbor's lawns we will hear about it they are gonna be pissed yeah (laughs) so it's not wait they don't have fiber on every street here no they do not so right and our (laughs) city the city is the one who runs the fibers in charge of it's like a utility um it's currently uh, residentially mm-hmm. they had some main neighborhoods that they ran it through in all of those neighborhoods and mm-hmm. then they for a long time they had to close down probably a money situation they had to close down the residential fiber stuff um you could go on a wait list and they would kind of wait to see hey is most of a neighborhood that's not like a named suburb like this yeah. area are there enough people on the wait list who are interested in fiber that we would run that whole area and make it available residentially for the people who want it? Um, I think that's kind of what they're doing now. Commercially though, if you are a business in, in the city or the county adjacent to the city, they will, if you're willing to pay the tier that they will do it for based on your location, they'll run it to you. So I had been in mm-hmm. contact with the project manager of the fiber for the city for two or three years now, because yeah. two years, because we realized early on we wanted to get out from our current internet provider, but we were in a contract and they were the only major internet provider that serviced our area that could give us the speed, theoretically, that we wanted. So it's not like we had another option, mm-hmm. to whatever. And we were stuck with them for a contract because it's a business account. So a three-year contract because it's a business account. So I had actually been con- in sporadic contact with the city over, we are a home-based business living in a suburb. This is not um, a commercial building. Would Could we qualify for the commercial uh, fiber? And they have a home-based business option, which is actually not mm-hmm. fast enough for us. It's a great price, but it's not fast enough for us. And he was like, we can where you're located, but you would have to buy our top tier to justify running only to you. If you had other home-based businesses in your neighborhood or in the nearby area that would agree to do this too, we could do it for less. And we did not. And the top tier gives us the speeds we definitely want for things like streaming Mm -hmm. like we're doing now. And so we waited till the contract was nearly up and I reached out yet again to go, is this still an option? Can we still do this? And um, he said, he was like, let me double check to make sure. And he was like, I, he's like, I might be able to go down one tier, which still was not the speed we wanted. I was like, no, no, we want top tier. 
Yeah. But will you come to our house? Right. And they were like, yes, we will. And apparently stir up the neighbors. Mm-hmm. They have just been chatting with one. Yeah. Some people are out. I've never seen them the whole time we've been here. Walk a dog. They were walking a dog yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, silent. They did not after they did not rip up any uh, lawns or driveways. Uh, they used, uh, I'm not quite sure what the machine was called. I watched them a little bit. Basically, it's a cable puller. Um, they dug a small hole at the edge of a driveway, and then they used the machine, and it ran yeah, under they, the they driveway to the other side, and then they pulled the, the conduit through. Mm-hmm. So, and, and even from one end of the lawn to the other, um, again, you know, in the yard at, on the property line, they, they would dig a hole and then they use that machine and it, it bored the conduit underground. So they were not digging long trenches. They were not digging up driveways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they it was, put it back as best as you can put yeah, back you, a you, freshly you, dug you, hole. You, you can barely notice where they... Yeah, I mean, I, I was on my walk this morning and I was looking because that had been my fear. It was like, oh my God, if these neighbor's lawns are torn up, we will never hear the end of this. And I could kind of tell where something had clearly happened, but it was so flush and so seamless. Mm-hmm. I was not even 100% sure of where they had actually dug right. in the other neighbor's mm-hmm. lawns, just walking past. So, I was impressed. Yeah, they. Um, so they finished running the conduit. Um, next step will be they will, they will run the fiber through the conduit. And, and I looked to see they, they will be bringing the fiber right up to the house yeah and you had, had me email the mm-hmm. person and like okay are yeah. you like does this come to like just the curb or does this come to the house They're right like, no no it comes all the way to the, the house the, the fiber will be coming all the way to the house which is what makes it super fast yep. if they stopped at like mm-hmm. the curb or whatever it would be and, not that much and what i what i noticed um when they um put in the conduit i i look there is also um rope out of out of the end of the conduit mm-hmm. so what that means is as they laid the conduit they ran rope through it okay so now when they go to put the cable they just have to tie off the end and of the cable and up. on the other ends they they, they pull the, the rope through <laughs> and and bring the cable see the thing is is the, the fiber through uh, they the crew they use they clearly have this down to a science after several years because yeah. we are constantly on in the areas where there's a lot of commercial businesses, mm-hmm. a lot of businesses in the city are absolutely having the city do the fiber optics. We see their trucks everywhere. But we've also seen, because we, we thought that maybe our neighborhood a couple of years ago was gonna finally get fiber optic because what yeah. we watched them do was they had redone the uh, big light poles down the main street to get right, into our neighborhood. Right, right. And part of what they did is the fiber optic folk brought in you could see cables or whatever wrapped at each like several points of the light poles right. to stage like maybe future fiber optic whatever and we were so excited we're like does this mean they're coming into down our street no it did no, not mean they, that they, they did not <laughs> um but they the, the 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 county they they have been working in areas where you know a lot of the the cable and and power and different things, um, you know, were above ground. Um, ours has been below ground. Yeah, our electric know, lines and stuff. Our, our electric lines, everything is below ground. We have no uh, telephone poles, you know, holding wire. 
and and I, I give the county and and the city here credit. Um, they have been working in various areas where you know doing away with power lines above ground and, right. and getting things Reduce underground, um, which makes sense. You know, here in Florida with the with the just with the summer rains, which can be crazy. Sure, over the summer we had and, a few bad storms and people were without power for days when right. they were trying to get it fixed. And um, you know it. Uh, it, it, it makes sense, you know, with the threat of storms, that is less that they have to deal with sure. with down power lines if they're they're underground. I'm, so, no city or county government is perfect. They're, no. they're frequently extremely imperfect. But there are some things that happen in the city around here that I'm like, wow, you seem to have your shit together. Um, yeah. Not everything, not all things, not no. even most things, but some things. And the utilities seem to really be it like yeah. whoever is like the mm-hmm. people in charge of that are like doing something yeah. and i'm here for it um i mean since we bought the house we're no longer on city trash i know i'm very you sad know, I'm sad about that um they have been converting their their um trash, trash trucks trash trash trucks to electric mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this is of a, a conservative area. Don't don't be fooled. But mm-hmm. they do some things that are clearly about cost saving, yeah. long term cost savings that uh, make make my not conservative heart kind of mm-hmm. happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're we're on the path to getting the good, good Internet. Yep. Uh, we're very excited. Yeah. Some, somebody when, is very, very. Excited. Well, when when I saw them starting to do that, we we did not we, we were given a, a basic. 30 to 45 days. 30 to 45 days. days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you see things like that and you're like, well, okay, you know, this could stretch out to the very last day of the time. And when I saw them starting this, um, yeah, I got a little excited. Y'all, he's got the new router do lolly thing, I, like, out of the box and ready to go. I, I set up the um, um, power strip that we got, the... Um, you know, surge protector. Oh yeah. Um, I mounted that to the wall. Have that all in place. Um, I did unpack the new router that we bought for this. Um, got it all set up, and all it needs to do is be plugged in and and have the the cable put in. And it was you so know. funny because we saw them coming up there, and he's like, oh, they, "They, you went to go pick up the thirteen year old." Yeah. And you're like, "They might knock on the door, and need access to the house. So I, here's what you need to do." I, like, I called her and I, I said, "I don't think it's going to happen quite that fast." Yeah, and I really don't. I, I didn't really think so either, but, but he was prepared. I, I, you know, when I left the house, well, I know how you are about answering the door. Yeah, but there's work crew. I understand. Yeah. The thing is, is my point is you are extremely enthusiastic and past ready for this to be done. And I actually think they are probably a little bit ahead of schedule based on the timeline they roughly gave me. Yeah. Everything about the process so far, Knockwood, has, has been, been efficient. Yes. And that's. Just warms my cold, cynical about internet companies. I am, I am very looking forward to doing away with our current provider. Oh, good God! Have, have not been happy with them. Um, we have to let them know we're not automatically renewing that contract, right? I know. And somebody had mentioned in the live chat, like running like cable from a cable company to a place where there didn't exist, the the price quote was several thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That was a question I asked of, or is there payment up front that you need from us? No, uh, to justify the cost and to essentially pay for the work they're doing. That's why they said they could only do that top tier and it's a 30 month contract. So essentially what they do is sort of kind of take it on faith. It's a little weird. Cause what if I don't yeah. pay the bill? I will, but what if I didn't, right? Um, 
they space out probably what they would have charged like over yeah. time. And it's I, I think also they're building future infrastructure so mm-hmm. that if somebody has a home-based business on our street in a year from now yeah. and they want it, it's like part of the work is already done. Right. And I'm kind of grateful to benefit from that. I find mm-hmm. it wild. I'm like, but what if people have you do this and then they don't pay the bill? <laughs> like, Meh. yeah. but yeah, so. So, you know, yeah, it's, um, I mean, the, the the current internet provider we have we have very very seldom gotten the uh upload speeds that we were told we should be getting um service is 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 like a roller coaster (laughs) and there's a very good chance that part of the problem is shit routers but they don't but it's their equipment and they don't replace a router until literally things smoking and right you know, and, so. and what what really get my goat with them is every time I have called them, they're like, "Oh, everything's fine. Every, everything, you know, we we've looked at the system from our end, and you know, everything everything is is the just only fine. time they take us seriously is when we call from the business. Yeah, and then they send a but dedicated even, person. Out. Even even then, sometimes you have it, to fight it, it. You have to to push. Yeah. So, and we don't know if the fiber from the city will be different from that. I mean, mm-hmm. bureaucracy is bureaucracy, but we are hopeful yeah and you ha- get to geek out over this and i'm very happy I am. for you i am i i am so ready to to dig in and uh, the back end of that router and, and get things set and up it's a good router and uh you know i one of the things that that bugged me with um our current provider um i have been wanting to set up a um what they call an NAS storage device connected to the to the modem so that way you can access from any system connected to that network and um, I had not ever been able to access the back end of that that modem and called them a few times well yeah we'll we'll we'll, uh, send somebody out to do that or we could do that from here but there's an extra charge for that Uh, no thank you (laughs) things are Hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed, about to improve immensely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Mm-hmm. You got anything else other beyond this? I mean, mm-hmm. are we I'm, good? I'm good. I can't believe I'm having to be the. the yeah, I, I know, right? Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're okay. at an hour and forty on the live stream. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> the, the topic ended and at we, like one, t- an hour ten. Yeah. <laughs> and and we still have other stuff to do. Like re-record a video. Yeah. You're already done. Um, but after I get a snacky snack, yeah. or I'll be hangry. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're right. gonna go. <laughs> Thanks for staying to the bitter end. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun, I'm sure, to observe JB geeking out. I live with this, so the uh, <laughs> the newness has worn off for me. But if you enjoy it, I, there you go. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to help yeah. provide that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see you, talk to you, whatever mm-hmm. at you next week. Yeah. And uh, thank you for. For, for being here with us. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.